When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, welcome to Brenner M.A. Rose, the podcast. We're going to have a positive show today. It's going to be a great show. We have Greg Romero Wilson coming off hey, the number one show on television. Uh, on Wednesday nights. Uh, on Wednesday nights, yeah. Whatever, man. That's better than 99.99999. Go on, a thousand people have it. Uh, and our ratings actually went up a little bit. They ticked up uh, our viewership for the finale. So that's, that's a very what I'm positive thing. That's what I'm talking about. We got, we got Wean Dog here. It's going to be a great show. Uh, I'm excited. Uh, we have uh, Don Fry. If you can figure out the internet, he'll be joining us. Uh, <laughs> as well as Zach Cummings. Coming off a huge win, uh, so uh, I'm excited. I've been like uh, one of the best parts about this um, pandemic. The only pretty much bright spot is the time I get to spend with my family. Um, and I took my daughter to the park, and you know, there's this. There was like three kids in the dance class, right? First of all, it's great because now all the classes have to go to the park, and nothing like having like impromptu, you know, crackhead substitutes just show up and try to join the class. That's that's a lot of fun, by the way. Having to tell the class, hey, everyone should uh, exit that way because that guy is screaming to himself. Um, but, uh, well, <laughs> it's kind of the problem with having to use a park. I mean, I understand. <laughs> they, unfortunately, they have to use it too. You know? like, yeah, no, I'm going to go. I'm just saying. it's, it's uh, so, um, so there's this little two-year-old there, this little uh, Italian kid that's like not there for the he, – he, he, I can tell you he hasn't really been used to class settings. Because they're trying to sit, the teacher's trying to teach dance, and he just wants to like, you know, scream and yell and run around and play, which is fine. He's two, but he keeps taking my daughter and running off with her, uh, like oh, Romeo, man. fucking Romeo and Juliet. And the kid, <laughs> so I have to chase them both and be like, no, back to class. And my daughter, I hate to tell you this, man, but get used to it. Uh, <laughs> the player's curse, brother. You got a hot daughter. That's your problem. So then my daughter falls, and the little two-year-old picks her up right which was nice of him whips out like a handkerchief and starts cleaning her arm i'm like all right now come on we have props now this is what you're like the character <laughs> this kid's this two-year-old's got got game man yeah he's got really good game and then and then i went the next day and he starts and he gives, and he gives me a hug i'm like don't think I, I don't know what you're trying to do buddy okay this is not gonna come up. I'm like, so yeah so I had that. That was that. That was that. That was on uh, on on Saturday, and She's then already uh, driving the boys crazy, man. Oh boy. Then then my then my daughter then my daughter was funny because they like have these little like circles that have the colors that the kids step on, and the teacher goes, "What color is this? What color?" My kid knows all the colors: red, blue, yellow. Then my daughter picks one up and asks the teacher, "What color is this?" I'm like, "That's hilarious!" Like she actually was <laughs> quizzing the teacher. Uh, she's heckling. She's already heckling. Already, she's already heckling. Uh, how was your weekend, Wean Dog? Wait, what, are you are you in front of a bridge? What's going on, by the way? Yeah, this is. I'm actually outside of my apartment right now. This is what my neighborhood has turned into. It's turned into a crazy, homeless, infested, zombie, apocalyptic uh, street that I'm living on right now. It's terrifying. But this is it. I'm live out here. This lady standing behind me, right over here. She's frozen in time. I don't know what that is all about, but. Yeah. I'm so is this good. a picture that you took off the internet? <laughs> yes, <laughs> pretty exactly. much. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just, just that's all. Yeah. I was like, I was like, that lady's not moving. Then you're like, but this lady's frozen. I'm like, okay, in the back. Just- By the way, this is like all of Los Angeles right now. Like you drive around, it's just like I wrote a joke about it. I'm like, people need to laugh. People intense. So I went out and got a bear costume and started chasing people to make it the full <laughs> camping experience. <laughs> but man, I don't even know what to do about this. I mean, I don't know what to do, but I don't even know how we solve this. I think that when it wasn't locked down, this still existed, but there were more people around, so it didn't stick out as much. 
Um, yeah. And now it's sticking out because they're the only people outside. But wow. Actually, that's not even true. I'll tell you what, I went for a jog yesterday, man, and I saw six moving trucks in my neighborhood. Wow. And as you could probably imagine, I don't even jog that far. <laughs> so, so it was just like, and then I read an article about how like the whole Upper West Side of New York of Manhattan is just emptying out, like which I mean I can understand. I mean you know if there's no money and there's no jobs and super expensive, people are gonna bug out. I mean it's been happening for a couple of months, but yesterday was a lot. I was a wow. Yeah, I mean I I can't say I blame people at the same time. What do you think is gonna happen? I, I don't know. It's just, I, I don't have the answers to this. Uh, I do have a, uh, this weekend, I'm going to be in Arizona in Scottsdale. I can't wait to do a live show again. I mean, wow. I am. Which club are you going to be at? I'm at the House of Comedy um, in, in Scottsdale. And it's just, I'm so happy. I go somewhere else. Thank you. I am so happy, man. <laughs> uh, you, you really take for granted. So, it's like it just if you're, you're the man. The people listening outside, people listening, uh, or listening to the show, you got to follow your dreams because I am so happy to go back to work. What was that? I said all ten of you people listening to this. Yeah, show. all ten. Hey, listen, we have, least, <laughs> we have at least twelve people listening. But thank you, thank you, Don Fry. Uh, I appreciate that. Bigger. But, I, you know, I was thinking back when I was in college, before I dropped out of college, and I, was, I felt like I was in a race I didn't sign up with, where it's like, everyone's got to get good grades to get a job. But I didn't even want this job. I just wanted to compete with everybody else. And then you have a job that you don't like, and everyone's like, you got to get married, because that's 20, you're in your 20s, and everyone has to get married. So you marry because you want to keep up with everybody, but you marry somebody that you don't even love. You just feel like you're obligated to do it. And now all your friends are having kids. So you got to have kids. And now you have a wife, a kid, and a job that you don't even like with your kid you probably love, but you're like, one day you're going to wake up in your 30s and go, like, what, what the fuck did I do? Why didn't I actually think about something that would make me happy? Uh, why? And, you know, if you're in 18, 19, before you choose, like, a job because your parents expect you to do it or your friends or you want to keep up, really think what's going to make me happy? What is something I really want to do? And, and, and go for that because – you know, I'm actually super happy to be able to do stand-up comedy again. I mean, Don, why did you become a fighter? To knock the shit out of people like you. <laughs> <laughs> legally, legally knock the shit out of people like him. They, they, I'm going to jail, yes, yes. Did you, did, did you know, I mean, did you, you just love combat, right? You just love fighting people? Yeah, I like funny people, but you know, when I grew up, you know, my my dad was tough. You know, his family was tough. My mom's family was tough, and it's just an inherited thing. You know, I mean, my grandfather on my dad's side, you know, my dad's grandfather, uh, they were. My uncle said when they were little, they were out in the yard working in his yard, and some some guy pulls up in a wagon, you know, with a horse pulling it. That's how old it was, and he says, "Hey, Fry, I hear you're the." toughest guy in your county i'm the toughest guy in my county and my grand and my dad's grandfather said well come on down let's find out and he said they fought for you know what seemed forever you know 20 minutes and uh fuck could have been five or ten when you're a kid you don't know and you know great grandfather whooped his ass and the old guy crawled up in his uh wagon said well i'll go back to my my county now you know <laughs> and um it's, you know, I'm, I'm sure some, somebody in your family's got to be funny. You know, I mean, yeah, um, I you're giving it a shot. It's, it's not a strong gene, <laughs> you know, but you know, somebody have it. You know? Of course. You're giving it a shot. And, you know, I, I grew up. <laughs> he's going he's gonna to unplug me, isn't he? You know? No, 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 absolutely you, not. Absolutely he's gonna, not. That's right. He's going to turn off the internet partner. <laughs> no, it's true, man. Did, did you watch? No, yeah, Don. I grew up. Yes, yeah. sir. Uh, did you watch the fights over the weekend? Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, we can talk about no, it. No, sir, I did not. Oh, fuck. All right. Well, all right. Yeah. All right. We'll do a quick. We'll do a. We'll do a, we'll do a quick recap. So, Anthony Smith. Uh, at one point, he was a fucking. Um, he looked like he was the best in the world, and he still might be. I mean, he's only thirty-two. 
He looks a lot older than well, 32. He does, huh? Um, but at the same well, time, uh, he's, he, he fights at 205. He, now, he, he was at 185, but he had a tough time uh, making the weight. Went 205, he, and he knocked out Rashad Evans and knocked out Shogun. Now, the thing about that is, look, they made the match, but those guys, that was not a prime Rashad Evans, not a prime Shogun. He did what he had to do. He made him look bad. Right. But then he beat, he beat Volkan Ozdemir, who at, at the time was looking really good. Volkan knocked out Jimmy Manawa really quick. Uh, he's saying that he's too small for 205, but he's too big for 185. So do you think they should make a 195, not just for him, but in general, make a, go 55, 65, 75, 85, 95, 205? Because it does seem like that 20 pounds, some people get caught right in the middle. Don. Fuck him. You know, you either you know, lose the weight or, or man up and make a bigger guy. You know, goddamn. I mean, Dana White go to his, uh, go to his fucking house and, and fluff his pillow and give him a kiss goodnight, too? Why do we have to make everything perfect for everybody? No, I, I don't think he's asking for that, but I'm just saying there are certain guys that are in that. He's just saying, he's just telling you that it's hard. He, he said he's, the, guys are too, the guy was too strong for him at 205. Have you ever had a fight that a guy was too strong for you? Well, hell yeah, Coleman. And he whooped my ass twice, you know? Yeah. And then uh, that goddamn uh, French guy kicked my head off, you know, the banner, you know? And you didn't see me, hear me whine about it afterwards. You know, I, I didn't say a goddamn word. I didn't say a word about the Coleman fight, you know, for five or ten years. Uh, uh, Greg, what do you think? I hated it. Yeah. I think the point there is that, yes, there should be an even amount of weight division between all of the divisions. But I think that should mean fewer divisions, not more divisions. You know, I mean, if you're going to have a 20-pound spread here, they should all be spread out by 20 pounds. Or, you know, or 15 pounds. And have fewer divisions, but all equally spread out instead of this 10, 10, 10, 20. Shit, 20. And then, like, between, like, heavyweight, uh, isn't it, like, heavyweight and super heavyweight, like a 40-pound uh, Yeah, well, there's, space? Like, well, there's 205 and there's 265. So right, it's, it's sixty pounds. A sixty pound, like, like, come on! It should, if you're gonna make it, it should all be equal. It's just all fifteen pounds, maybe. I don't think I, I hear what you say. I think that people would really get get stuck in there, though. Don, what are we saying? But that that's light, that's light heavy versus heavy. You know, two hundred five is light heavy, and then heavyweights, everything above. You, you know, I I made about ten or fifteen years ago. I said, hey, we need a super heavyweight division because. Back when the heavyweight, you know, boxing champion, hell, they were 190 pounds. You know, 205 was huge back then. And now Ooh. everybody's walking around at 240, 60. You know, make a super heavyweight division and unlimited. Just make it unlimited. And that way people can't make weight. You know, the shit, they can go up and they can fight somebody big. <laughs> but how many you know, guys? You're going to be caught in these cats. Yeah. You're going to oh, be caught in these cats' weight fight. Uh, we uh, wean dog thoughts. Um, I think having a weight class every ten pounds might be too chaotic for the UFC. We might end up having like fifteen UFC champions, and I think that's just going to cause too much chaos because these champions are going to want to go fight other champions. Like if you're the one sixty five champ, you're going to want to go fight the one seventy five uh, five pound champ. You're going to want to go fight the one fifty five pound champ. It's just going to cause a big backup, I think, in the divisions. But I understand the argument, especially from a fighter's perspective. I understand their argument. Um, but I think I agree with Don Fry on this one. I think it's fine where it's at. I think we should have a super heavyweight division for the 500-pound motherfuckers in there. You know, I think that'd be great entertainment. We should also have a special needs division for people with, like, Down syndrome and stuff, you know, and transgender oh, people. Oh, I think, you know. All right. fights, we should have the homeless division so we yeah. can bring fights back. And, this is uh, the entertainment yeah. business, dude. Look, 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 look leave, leave Tim Sylvia out of this. All right, so <laughs> now – uh, now, now Neil Magny versus Robbie Lawler. Robbie Lawler Whoa. seems like he got old overnight. Um, wow. I, I mean, look, Magny's saying, look, it's not that Lawler looked bad. It's that I look good. I think it's somewhere, somewhere in the middle. 
because this is not the same Robbie Lawler that I was gonna say I think it's definitely more Lawler looking bad. I mean, Maggie, I mean Maggie looked like Maggie and Maggie's very, very good, but I, Lawler just looked like shit. Like he was getting hit by everything. Uh Don, do you think guys get old get old overnight? Did that ever happen to you? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, you, you take a bunch of punishment and eventually you wake up and uh, it's hard to brush your teeth, you know. <laughs> it's, it's hard to find your razor. And it happens. I mean, it's just a blink of an eye, man. Blink of an eye. Wow. So, what, so, so what do you do? I mean, do you, do you have do you have to have friends around you that say, listen, a coaches and say, look, this is, I don't want to coach you anymore? Or do you just keep pushing forward? I mean. What's the answer? Because I think that Robbie Lawler right now, if I were him, I would almost like see my options of going to Bellator, getting a big payday. He's still got that name. Or going to the PFL trying to win a million dollars. He's got me, yeah, he's got to win seven fights. But it just seems like I don't want to see him fight these top UFC guys. And I don't want to see him be a gatekeeper because. I was going to say, he's on his way to gatekeeper real fast. Yeah. Uh, Neil Magny's come a long way since being in Family Matters. And uh, he's, uh, he's, looking good. <laughs> he's, he's looking good. I actually met Neil Magny. I was like, hey, I wrote a joke about you. He's like, what is it? I'm like, you were voted most likely to skip leg day in high school. He did not laugh <laughs> at all. It was the most awkward. <laughs> Talk about like bombing. I was like, I like fucking moonwalked out of there so quick. It was, just like, he was like, I don't get it. Yeah, it was terrible. And I'm like, because your legs are skinny. It was just, it was bad. It was, it was all bad. Uh, I'll tell you who looked great, and this just shows you how mental this game is. Bruce Leroy. Because oh, yeah. He did, and I think the haircut is what did it. Really? Yes. He I said, think he was more focused on fighting and less, less swag, you know? Like, I mean, there was still there, a little, a bit of it, but it wasn't as much as we see with the long-haired version. I think there's some, I think it was psychologically a focus. He says he's learning to not care what people think. Uh, Don. Did you ever care what people thought? Yeah, and it fucked me up in a bunch of fights, too. You know, it really did, because, you know, you get stupid, you read the internet, and you let those fuckers get into your mind, and they have no place in, in a fighter's mind, because most of these people have never been in a fight in their life, you know, and they, they pissed their pants if somebody walked up and yelled boo at them, you know, and, but they're, they're brave on that keyboard, you know, and no one knows who they are. And you just gotta, you just gotta ignore it all. You stay off the goddamn internet. That's the most important thing. Throw that fucking thing out the window. What, what were people saying to you? That got in your head? Oh, well, you know, a couple of times when I was behind, you know, in the fight, and I thought, okay, I know I can knock him out. I can do do this, and then then the voice comes in. Well, everybody's gonna say. Well, he was getting his ass kicked the whole time. He got lucky, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then, so then you go, oh, fuck it. You don't even try. You just take the rest of the time. Yeah, it's stupid, you know? And we're other, then after the fight, they go, well, why didn't he try this? You know? <laughs> you can't win. <laughs> yeah, no, I fucking, I, that's, dude, comedy's the same way. Uh, we get, you get people just telling yeah. you how much you suck and how much this and how, your jokes are this, or you're a hack, or you this, or you, and then all of a sudden you start like writing for other people, and you're like, "What the fuck am I doing?" Um, Zach Cummings is a guy. Well, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, invite him, invite them up on the fucking stage, you know. So get your ass up here and do it, you know. Oh, they never will. Uh, but meanwhile, Zach Cummings, you're here with Don right. Fry, Greg Wilson, Ween Dog. Huge win, Zach Cummings. Congratulations, man. I appreciate it. I mean, I uh, <laughs> I got the win. I don't know how huge it was. Uh, <laughs> had a good finish, but no, it was a huge, it was a huge win. Now, I gotta be honest. I was worried about you after the first round. Uh, it looked like he might have took the first. Did you think you won the first? I thought I had it until he landed a pretty good punch at the end and just kind of moved me backwards a little bit and landed a couple more shots. Uh, it was pretty close. I think that was probably enough to maybe let him steal it. But I, I knew it was close either way. I just thought that was kind of the, his moment that he had and you know it might have you know a judge might have uh given him that round uh due to it because there wasn't a whole lot to happen but um yeah i knew it was close how uh wobbled were you oh i was fine it just kind of moved me out position a little bit i wouldn't hurt at all 
Yeah, now, 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 now you won that, that last kick in the last second of the fight. He had him out. You out. Why did you wait to the last second? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as well, those were like, I mean, we both had power. Like, we're both sitting there trying to take each other's head off. And then, you know, the 10-second clapper happened. And, you know, it's like, all right, let's go. Let's do this. And we started slinging. And then I started laughing at myself because he just, like, threw everything in the world. <laughs> That's, I don't know, threw the head kick my coach been calling for the whole fight. And it landed. <laughs> Uh, no. Right on the bell, too. Oh, man. man. Right on it. Uh, a couple more seconds. One more follow-up punch, and he would have been unconscious. But, oh, well. Well, it was, it was awesome. I mean, I, I was so happy for you. Uh, uh, now, you're fighting a guy from Italy, and you are a two-time NAIA All-American wrestler, and you don't take a shot. <laughs> but what, what, what happened to the rest? I don't know. I swear the whole camp, I was like, yeah, I might take this guy down. But even like, I don't know, like, I didn't rewatch the fight, so I haven't heard commentary like uh, between rounds. But second, third round, I literally look at Mark and I'm like, all right, let's, 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 like, let's test his wrestling. Let's, let's put it on a little bit. Never took one shot. I don't know what my deal was. Don Fry, this guy's an all American wrestler and a black belt, doesn't take a shot. Okay, you're in his corner. What do you, what do you tell him? Tell him, put it. Take goddamn shot. I mean, it's the same thing. And, uh, if you're trained from AKA, do they train DC too? I mean, come on. Yeah, you got, you got, you got here by by taking people down, piss out of them, and now all of a sudden you all want to be a stand-up fighter. It's so much more fun. Yeah, but Don, I mean, no offense, but 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 Don, I mean, you're fighting against Tekayama. You didn't take one; you just stood there and traded punches, and you were an all-American wrestler too. Yeah, I'm a I'm a dumb fighter. Oh, that's great. Now, now I was looking at I was looking you up, Zach. You majored in college in exercise. That's a fucking major. Exercise pre pre physical therapy. I was going to I was going to go to doctor school for for physical therapy. So exercise and movement science. You know you gotta you gotta add the little the science part to make it sound a little better. These are real majors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gotta add the science. Otherwise, it sounds like you just had to do twenty five thousand. Yeah, it's, it's exercise. Yeah, yeah. No, I uh, I was want, I was want to be a physical therapist. Oh, I was gonna say you spend thirty thousand dollars a year to fucking major in burpees. I mean, pretty much that's crazy that's <laughs> yeah no no i wanted to break people in a fight and then hand them my card say here come by my office i'll fix you yeah oh got it got it, got it. <laughs> now are you gonna stay at 185 because it looks like you can still make 170 man 70s is so hard it's a full-blown lifestyle change and like with the daughter and i it's rough man <sighs> getting older uh i like i like middleweight i like uh you know, I could still be clean and, and make it pretty easy, but I still have to cut some. Uh, 170 is just brutal. It's very, very brutal. I just, man, I'm over it. Now, I forgot that you were on The Ultimate Fighter. People always forget that. <laughs> A um, long time ago. And you, and you had Chael Sonnen as your coach uh, versus John Jones. Did you party with John when you were on the show at all? No, no, he definitely parted enough for everybody. He kind of, <laughs> I, th I think he missed uh, a lot of practices uh, with their team or didn't want to do much because he was out. He was out late pretty much almost every night. But uh, I mean, I get it, man. If I was 25 and world champion and having everything given to me and didn't have a fight set, I'd probably be out making dumbass decisions too. So, but I was so happy I had, I had Chell as a coach, man. It was he was there for us, and, and you could tell. And he was, like, he was just such a great leader and good mentor for us. Jones, uh, on the other hand, not so much. Now, Fry, did you party at all when you were fighting? Yeah, I partied too much, yeah. It was stupid. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, it I mean, cost, cost me. I'm sorry? But you didn't do, like, cocaine and stuff, right? No, no. That's too cheap. <laughs> <laughs> got it, got it, got it. Got oh, it. Fry. So, uh, so who do we want next? Zach Cummings. Man, you know, I've been saying like, hey, like, give me these top fifteen guys. I really don't know if I deserve it, especially after that performance. 
uh, that kid was, you know, lost two in a row. He's tough, and he's lost to tough guys. At this point, just anybody between me and top 15, you know, if I just get another uh, – just someone who's kind of outranks me or someone who else is sitting right outside top 15, and, you know, I might need to get past them before I get a ranked opponent. But, uh, I mean, I, I still want to move towards the rankings. But, I mean, just – I don't really have a – I don't really have a specific person Got really uh, figured out quite yet. So, Got it. Well, good luck, it's man. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, man. You're yeah. killing the game, bro. You're doing great. You're, you're, ah. you're in every fight. I mean, even the fight, one of the fights you lost, the guy tested positive for like 100 different steroids. I, I, wouldn't, <laughs> True. Even, I wouldn't even consider that a loss. The other uh, guy you lost to almost beat Chris Weib in his last fight, and that was a no. problem too. Yeah, I mean, and I thought I won both of the fights. So. You did win both of the fights. I mean, you're, you're, you're right there, man. And it's crazy because yeah. you look like Ben Rothwell in the fourth grade. <laughs> like, you look like you're going in slow motion, but you somehow you, you make it work for you, man. Uh, it's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I, I do a bunch of little things when, uh, like, small little things and stuff that keep people guessing. And, uh, and yeah, I, I have a lot of power. So, like, if I just halfway land something, like, they realize it. So, if I just small little feints and, and movements, I get people kind of, like, reacting a lot to that uh, and everything. So, it's one of those where I think from the outside, I don't look that fast. I don't look all that good. But when you're standing in front of me, I do a lot of things to confuse people. Oh, dude, and, uh, and, you know, and it's hard. Great. Yeah, people can't see it very well. Zach, you're doing great. It's an yeah. honor to, to be your friend. And, uh, My thanks, dude, man. Thanks for coming on the show, brother. Absolutely. Thank you. Take care. Later. All right, that was Zach Cummings. Uh, right on. Yeah, freaking that, – that, that was a great fight. That was a good fight. Yeah. What were you saying, uh, uh, Don? I thought he'd never leave. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Joe? Good news. What's up? Sports keys coming back, and so does your chance to bet on them with our exclusive wagering partner, betonline.ag. Major League Baseball will finally start the summer this weekend, and it is in full swing, and there's no shortage of ways to get in on the action. BetOnline has all the odds, futures, and props for you to bet on. And as sports starts to return, BetOnline has sat down with Eddie George from the NFL. That guy was awesome, right? They sat down with Robert Horry, who's a seven-time NBA champion, and Harold Reynolds from Major League Baseball. I just have his baseball card. And to get their opinions on what it would be like playing without fans and what they have called pandemic, visit betonline.ag today and check out all the odds and up-to-date sports news. Don't forget to sign up and take advantage of all the welcome back to sports bonuses. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. Greg, we have to make a sitcom and we have to put Don Fry as like the, the neighbor. That yeah. Comes over. It just says the most inappropriate shit to like the – the 20-year-old girl or something <laughs> that just like, sits on the couch making the most obnoxious. And people are like, who's that? And everyone just ignores them. But it's the funniest shit you've ever heard in your life. Like, we have I we love gotta it. figure that out. We got, we got to figure that out. I think out. the show, whole show's about him. It's just called, like, Fried. Or <laughs> Fried. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I pull, up, I pull up in my general. I pull up in my generally uh, charger. Yeah, no, it is. Okay. Flag. All right, we're not totally. gonna. We're not. This is not gonna be one of those shows. That's again. it. Southern right. Fried. Southern Fried. Got it. Got it. Got it. I think Chris Weidman would be a great matchup for Zach Cummings. What do you Ooh, think? That's a even good though fight. Chris Weidman is ranked 11 in middleweight, I think that would be a good matchup. I think so too. I think that's a tough fight for Chris Weidman. I think Zach Cummings is right. I didn't mean he was slow. I mean he he doesn't. He's so effective with what he does. He's one of these guys that like. Make, always makes you fight his fight. Um, he, never, he never falls into fighting someone else's fight. And those guys are super dangerous. Um, the guys that make you do what they want, you know? You know, he seems to be having a good time when he's in there. He's laughing. You know? Yeah. And I wonder if that kind of fucks with his opponents. Because he's always smiling and stuff. And, you know, he seems to be having fun. Don, were you having fun during your fights? Oh, yeah. But I was... Uh... Wasn't smiling about it. That's a damn sure, you know. Yeah. <laughs> most of my most of my opponents outweigh me by sixty pounds, so you know I was trying to keep all my teeth in my head. <laughs> Dude, the, one one of my favorite things that I, you ever was his first fight, Greg, was like it's a guy that was four hundred pounds. His first UFC, sure. and and he looks at John uh, uh, John McCarthy, who's the ref, and goes, 
if he knocks it down, don't let him eat me. Like, <laughs> he, says, he, he says that, like, before the fight. Like, he's in there making jokes to the ref. And, and McCarthy just shook his head like, you got to be kidding me. But that's such, like, a – like a Bruce Willis type. Like, I could see Bruce yeah, Willis saying yeah, that. Yeah. Or like, so, it's, it's such even a Stallone. Funny... Even Stallone, Rocky would have said that. Yeah. Like, he yeah. Said it in real, and you weren't even saying it to be funny or it wasn't even like televised. You just said it to him. Just you and John McCarthy, the only ones who actually knew you said that. Which is always like so yeah. funny to me. Like, that holy shit, that makes me such a hilarious. And it's, that's, that's like a clean joke, too. You can say it on television. It's such a funny Made me laugh. Uh, all right, so we got Zach Cummings. The thing about Bruce Leroy's guy, that guy Austin, look like he was in slow motion. Look like he was like throwing his punches on Tuesday. Like, yeah. a, a huge speed difference. Um, which, you know, uh, Don, you ever have to deal with a guy with a huge speed difference? No, no, I was lucky. You know, most of my people were, were fat and slow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Greg Fry, how was the after party when you when you used to fight? It was so great, man. I used to just I would take two straws, do cocaine out of two hookers' assholes at the same time, straight up to straight to the nose, and then and then I'd stack them and eat them like a double whopper. That's how I, that's how I eat pussy. I eat them two at a time, double whopper pussy. <laughs> Wow, that sounds that sounds very that sounds very manly, man. You, you are uh, you are one of the last. That's pretty men. damn romantic. <laughs> and right, I like I like to make it real romantic, so I I bust a lamp so it's a little darker in there, and then I stack them like a whopper. Wow, that sounds that sounds fun. That sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, Sean Brady, guys, thirteen and zero, and you know what, man? Like he looked. That guy fought Kristen Aguilera, um, which I keep wanting to say Christina Aguilera. Of course, that's what it sounded like. One letter away. But he, it shows you because he fought a really tough guy and beat him. A lot of guys could look really good in front of guys who aren't that good. They look like world beaters. When you beat a tough guy like that, I feel like you should almost. You may not look as fancy doing it, but I, as a fight fan, give you a lot more credit than... By the way, speaking of which, Sean O'Malley, who is a great fighter, do you watch that fight with O'Malley, uh, Don? So O'Malley was winning the fight. His ankle gave out because he checked the kick, but it was, it was not like a... It was a weird check. The way he landed, everyone thought he broke his ankle. He didn't break his ankle, but he had a little bit of damage. So he's saying, I don't consider that a loss. Mentally, it's not a loss. Everyone else is saying, take your loss like a man, your book, blah, blah, blah. I hate to say it because that other guy's really good, but I'm kind of in the O'Malley camp in this one. Like, that was – Yeah. His Point ankles just fucking fell apart. It's a mental – like you say, it's a mental thing. Um, yeah, mentally, it's not a loss. Uh, technically, or just paper-wise, it's a loss, and that's all it is. It's just on paper. I mean, we all – we all do something stupid or have something happen to us in a fight, you know, and you end up with the, with the L, you know, instead of the W, and you just got to move on or hopefully try and get a rematch out of it. Yeah, I want to see the Vera O'Malley rematch because – Absolutely. You know, and people are saying, well, it was it was Cheeto's kick that caused – I'm like, come on, man. Like, let's, let's – Now, it definitely looked like it was a pre-existing condition. Yeah. Like he had kind of already tweaked it, rolled it in, in you know, in training and camp. And then it just, it just rolled super easy. And yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, because he didn't lose to him. His body, you know, gave out on him without, you know, relatively unprovoked. So yeah, it wasn't like Cheeto beat him. He beat himself. So yeah, it's, I, I think mentally, I'd be like, yeah, I lost, but he didn't beat. Right, right. I'm kind of with him on that. Normally I wouldn't be like that, but I am with him on that. Um, yeah. Now, as far as... Uh, Hannah Cyphers, poor girl. She was beating the shit out of Mallory Martin. <laughs> like that first round. Oh my God. And Mallory she, was, she gasped. She weathered the storm, came back and screamed so loud. I could my TV yeah. wasn't on, I could hear her. Just went, ah. <laughs> I mean, she just, it was I've never had a girl scream that like during sex. I, I, I wish I had one tenth of that volume of when I was in somebody. Uh, it just doesn't seem to work that way. Um Don, did you ever scream like a maniac when you won? 
shit, no, no. I, I'm just thinking about the beer. You know, if the beer was cold in the locker room. <laughs> I mean, look, when I, when I coach wrestling to kids and they act that way, because I've had kids not scream out loud, but just, I, you know, I pull them aside. I go, look, I'm, I'm happy you won. Let's act like you've been there before. Uh, because yeah. I, but I think it was such a huge comeback for her that I could see where she was that kind of crazy about it. But yeah. also at the same time, it, I didn't like that she screamed at her opponent. You know, it was, it's fine if you turned away and you scream at you, but she like screamed at her. And I'm like, look, you beat her, okay? Let's scream the other way. I don't know. That was the only part of it that I didn't like. Well, I just feel, well, she says she's going through a lot of personal oh, stuff. Come on. Come on, guys. We, we see guys knock people out and then do the little throat slash or do the dig thing. I mean, come on. We just see stupid shit all the time. And so, so, so this is stupid shit. This is more stupid shit. I don't like I, that either. I, when you beat so a guy and then, I mean, unless there's like a lot of, you know, talking building up to it and the guy's been saying a lot of shit online and then, then I get it. You know, it's like, yeah, you put him back down in place. But I feel like right. none of that really happens, you know? Uh, I mean, I look, there's, I, I, you know, I understand what Don's saying though, because there, there is a WWE entertainment element that comes with it. And you don't want to see everybody act accordingly. I'm just saying that uh, it, in a way, I didn't say it took away from the victory because we're talking about her, but it, but it did. It seemed like she'd never done that, but she's never won before. Uh, and you're like, this, this is obvious. I think she's undefeated. This girl, it's like seven and zero or something, or seven and one. She's, you know, good, good, good record. Um, but good for her. Uh, well, that's, that's that. You've got to act. You've got to act like you won before. I mean, yeah. that's that's legitimate gripe. But you know. But we're talking women here, man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on. What do you mean? Women women haven't won before? No, hell, they're emotional critters, you know? Uh, <laughs> they don't have a logical bone. They don't have a logical bone in their bodies. It's all, all, all emotion. So, you know. They, well, except, except for yours, they, though, they right? Vent, so. Except for your bone. Right. Uh, of course, of course. No, I look. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean. And now some commentary from 1963. Uh, listen, <laughs> listen, I know that coaching. <laughs> I, I know that as a coach, I will take a team of 10 women over 10 guys almost any day of the week if they want to be there. None of them taking wrestling as a joke. I've, I've coached in 12 years of coaching. I've had five women make it through the whole season. And they have been such a pleasure to coach. They don't act like, I mean, the only thing is with men, you have to calm their egos down at times because they're like, I'm the greatest of all time. You're like, okay, we're in a division with three teams. Let's, let's calm down. <laughs> Whereas women get so down on themselves. I don't think I can do this. This is that. I don't know if they're taught this, whatever, but yeah, at times you have to build them up. You have to build up their confidence um, versus, uh, you know, it is what it is. Makes uh, sense. But meanwhile, but by the way, there, there's a thing of uh, – I used to think that the craziest women were always the best in bed, right? And for the most part, that's true. But there, had, <laughs> there, there was one girl – I was at a strip club in Vegas. Girls on Rock of Love, right? So just, just a, And she was like a stripper. And we were like – a heck of a resume right there. And we were making out all night long. And I'm like, this is going to be great. We're going to have, and we go back to my hotel, five in the morning. She just lay there like a fish and just said, ow. You know, like, ow, go slower, go slower. You know, like I was, uh, it was, it was maybe one, of the, one of the worst fucking lays I've had. Uh, it's tough to hear about. <laughs> just listening about it is pain. I thought she had the fucking titty tattoos. She must have smelled great. Please tell me you both showered before. Uh, uh, I doubt it. And I probably, oh. yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. stripper so. juice all over you, other guys. That's like any time a stripper would put her, her boob in my mouth. All I would think, at first I'd be like, oh my God, I'm getting tit. And then I think, what are the chances she wiped it off between me and the last time? Greg, you literally, uh, right. Greg, you literally snorted shit out of a girl's asshole along with cocaine at a bar. And, 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 and this is what you're upset about? 
Listen, cocaine's a hell of a drug, man. <laughs> There's no cocaine on them titties, is there? There's no cocaine on them titties. She just, Donna, were I you didn't a, were want you a the fan? titty in my mouth. She just put the titty in my mouth. Don, were you a fan of exotic dancers back in your day? What? Uh, were you a fan of strippers back in the day? <laughs> he got so lost in thought. Oh, yeah. yeah. I loved strip. I loved strippers, you know what I mean? You know, fuck for what twenty dollars for two and a half minutes? They make you feel like you're the most important thing on the planet, you know, and they're not bitching at you. You know, it's just uh, two two and a half minutes of fucking silence is worth twenty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I had a girl one time, like I had an ex girlfriend who would wake me if I woke if I went to sleep and I had a boner in my dream. She would wake me up and be like, "Why do you have a boner right now?" And I'd be like, I don't know, because I was next to you for six hours. There was silence, you know, and then uh, she was, she, that didn't go very well. Um, but, but, but yeah, so, I mean, did you, now, when you were in Japan back in Pride, did you and Randleman and the boys ever go to the strip clubs and party? Yeah, of course, of course. You know, that was the thing to do. I mean, yeah, you, you had... Hell, we were we were the great celebrities. We were we were more important than rock stars, you know. So wow. shit, we wanted to, you know, spread the wealth. Uh, uh, Greg Fry, back in the Pride days, what happened with you and Randleman and, and Coleman and the, the, the boys and then uh, Baroni? What were some of the things that you guys did back in uh, Japan? We, we used to call it eating unagi. <laughs> we we get in there and get a little uh, sashimi plate of her and a little. Unagi of her and the little salmon roll over there, and then you wrap them all in seaweed paper, eat them like a like a little Japanese burrito. Uh, who you doing? Wow! <laughs> wow! Those, those seem like good times. Those seem like really good times. Uh, by the way, Bob. Hey, you, weren't supposed, you, weren't you weren't supposed to speak about that. You signed a. Uh, that's right. I forgot. I wasn't supposed to talk about that. Forget what I said about the seaweed paper. <laughs> By the way, Bob Sapp fought five days ago. What? And where? where? And what, what do you mean? Like in, in like in, at a McDonald's or what? Oh no, he fought in an MMA was fight. He, stopped, he, he won the fight. robbery. What happened? He, he won the fight. He, I, I from five. It was packed too. I, I'm pretty sure it was. It was a recent fight. It was five days ago. Bob one. He was getting his ass kicked in the first thirty Where seconds. Was that? I want to say like Singapore, or oh it was. It was some show. It was packed. Oh, I'm so fucking happy for him. I'm so. I love Bob, man. I love Bob. I'm so happy for him. Man. God bless him. God bless him. That's he looked great. good. He looked good too. Like so, the guy was kicking his ass for thirty seconds. He looked like he was about to tap out, but then something like something went off, and he said "fuck this," and just started beating the shit out of the guy, like for three rounds. Even got <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, both of them had their hands on their knees. It looked like it might have been their first <laughs> fight ever. Uh, you, you definitely would not have think this is the guy that beat Ernesto Hoos twice, uh, but and and almost beat uh, uh, Big Nog. But man, good for Bob Sapp. Bob Sapp is back on a winning. <laughs> So that's great, man. Congratulations, Bob. Congratulations. That's oh, great. Thank you for the congratulations. <laughs> oh, man. That was, uh, first of all, I forgot I was in a fight for the first 30 seconds. And that guy, then I realized he wasn't trying to hand me a menu. He was hitting me. Oh, oh, oh man. That was a surprise. Oh, <laughs> Oh boy! So that's when I decided. Hey, while I'm here, I might as well fight back. <laughs> oh, 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 three good minutes. I was so tired. Oh, oh man! Oh. Good for you. Well, congratulations, Bob. So who are you fighting next? Oh, I think I'm gonna take on uh, half the staff over at Wendy's. <laughs> they owe me. They owe me some spicy nuggets. <laughs> oh, they're gonna get those nuggets. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> so Bob Sapp won the fight. Uh, now, so according to Oscar De La Hoya, he's been training, and he called out Conor Ugh. McGregor. McGregor says, "I accept your challenge." Yes. So, you're excited about this? Good. Yes, I am. 
And now, now, oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Now, De La Hoya, because he knocks out McGregor in two rounds. I don't know uh, about this one. I mean, like I said, they're going to go blow for blow before, during, and after. But who do we think wins, <laughs> who do we think wins this that fight? That was a good one, buddy. That was a good one. Who do we think wins this fight? I mean, obviously, a prime De La Hoya, even past his prime, De La Hoya destroys any version of Conor McGregor in boxing. Um, not in MMA, in boxing. Unless, but, no, wait. If he shows up, he shows up fighting his high heels and his uh, stockiest garter, you know. <laughs> He's got to look good. He's got to look good. Time. But, so, I mean, no. Look good uh, the balance. Uh, Wean Dog, who do you think wins the, the boxing match? Um, is it a full, like, full boxing match? Is it 12 rounds? Because if it is, I'd probably give the advantage to Conor McGregor just based off of his age and athleticism, you know. Uh, Don Fry, you are a professional boxer, professional fighter, who wins a 47-year-old uh, De La Hoya coming out of retirement. Hasn't fought since 2008. So that's 13 years. Obviously has had, lived pretty, pretty wild, pretty hard, as has McGregor. Who wins this fight in a boxing match? I'm going to McGregor. Um, you know, it's either going to go off early or else it's going to go the distance. You know, but I'm going with Connor. Wow. Uh, Greg Wilson. Yeah. I think I'm going to go De La Hoya in the fourth. De La Hoya. You're going with De La yeah. Hoya. I, you know what? Because he's a pretty boy, people forget just how good of a fighter he really was. And that's why, for me, I think he tags him up. I think he misses hitting people. And I think he's going to enjoy it. And I think he, I think he takes him out in the fourth. Now, I think he ties him up, and then Connor, I think Connor gives him a scare in the third, and he finishes him in the fourth. Now, is this your Mexican bias? I think it's more my boxing bias, having grown up <laughs> more with boxing. Then I'm like, if he's going to go into boxing, I mean, De La Hoya is no joke. Again, yeah. people write him off because he's a pretty boy, but he, I'm telling you, that guy, he throws smoke, man. You better watch he out. He does, he does. But how much does 13 years off affect your body and also all the cocaine, the rehab, the partying, the drinking. I mean, you think that, I mean, uh, McGregor, say what you want about him, has never taken more than a, a couple weeks off, you know? This dude Until two now, it's been what, over a year? A year and a half now? But he's still in so, the I mean, gym. But he's still in the gym. He's still, he's still training. I mean. And, and De La Hoya is training. And De La Hoya didn't exactly turn into a fat ass. He always stayed fit, you know what I mean? He didn't, he didn't end up looking like me. So I think he's got a pretty I, – I don't know. For me, boxing, because we're talking boxing, and I think Mayweather wanted that fight to go on long, you know, to give the fans a good show. So I, think Don, oh, finished him, I think Mayweather could have finished him a lot earlier. So, Don Fry, how much do your boxing skills deplete after 13 years? Oh, not much. I mean, uh, De La Hoya was a – multiple-time world champion. I mean, yeah, so you got to consider that. I mean, you, you see uh, on YouTube these old guys, 70-some years old, former boxers, they knock out two or three, you know, young drunks, you know, because they're stupid. But, I mean, De La Hoya, is a, he's a fucking machine, you know? He, he is. He's a, he's a world champion. He been did, did it for years. I mean, it's going to be a tough fight. It really is. And Connor's going to have to uh, completely change his training aspect. He's going to have to get a real good training coach in there. I mean, like Greg said, it's 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 a tough one to go. But you know, I'm open. I'm open for Connor. Um, just a just a heterosexual white side of me, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but even if De La Hoya was gay, you wouldn't care. You, you, you have no problem with gay people. I mean, you've met, you've met plenty of gay people. They, they're big fans of yours, Don. Yeah, I mean, I talk to you every week. I mean, so, you know, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Don Fry, you may be the funniest person alive. You really are a national treasure. Uh, you should be on television every day of the week. Or uh, uh, The fact that we get you is, uh, is awesome. So, All-Star Overeem is fighting this week. Uh against Augusto Sakai. Overeem is 46-18-0. Augusto Sakai is 15-1-1. One one. 
uh, good fighter, um, unproven. It seems that Overeem does well in these kinds of fights. It seems like he kind of chokes in the big fights. Or, or, yeah. um, but against guys that are like... And he's a world beater against guys like this. Against guys like this, you're like, oh my God, he's back. Well, this, well, this guy hasn't lost since 2017, which was a split decision to check Congo. He's, uh, but he, he won against uh, Ivanov's last fight. Um, I mean, he's, he's still 17. He hasn't lost in, in four years. But I still think Overeem's going to be too much for him. Uh, Don? Yeah, Overeem is a scary man. He really is. I mean, uh, I hope he's got good trainers and good friends that uh, help him save his money because he's going to need it in a few years, you know, when uh, he's, he's standing in the corner talking to the plants. Um, but, yeah, he, he, he's a killer right now. So, yeah, you know, once he hits that boy, it's going to be a whole different world for him. Did you ever train with Overeem? No, I never had, never had the opportunity. Now, do you think Overeem pride – untested would still be the champion right now or would be like number one or two guy in the world? Oh, you bet, you bet your sweet ass he would. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I honestly think Vitor Belfort, uh, uh, you know, TRT Belfort, no one's beating that guy. Nobody's beating Overeem. It's almost like they should have, right. a, you know, a steroid league or something. Cause it's like, I don't know. As much as I hate cheating, these guys were very impressive. <laughs> like, like, fuck, man. You know? Boy, all, all, all the athletes the athletes on the planet got to tell us you saw them kiss their fucking ass. You know? And because uh, those fuckers have too much power to go banging on somebody's door at 5 o'clock in the morning, making piss in a cup. That's, that's crazy. It's insane. Did they ever you bang know, on your Somebody cup? showed up banging on my door. Yeah. Yeah, if anybody banged on your cup, what would you do? Or, or, or banged on your door? Shoot at their ass. Fuck, you know how many goddamn home invasions there are nowadays? You know, crime money. Greg, do you own a gun? Or, or just, you know, just, just joking like you do on, on, on this, you know, heterosexual, I'm white, he's Mexican, blah, blah, blah. You know, you're going to have a bunch of idiots out there at your front gate, you know, to try to get in. Yeah. Just because no, they're goddamn stupid, they can't take it. Yeah, no, I, I, comedy is under fire, and it sucks because, you know, like I said, look, if you don't like a certain type of music, if you don't like gangster rap, don't listen to fucking gangster rap. Yep. Some, people, some people like gangster right. rap. Some people like dirty comedy. Some people like offensive comedy. Some people like fucking... Clean comedy. Some people like I mean, it's. The point is, is that if there's a market for it, they go, "Well, it's hate." No, it's not hate speech. It's they're fucking jokes, and I'm not inciting. No, it's not. I'm not inciting anybody to fucking go out and do something. Let people to laugh. Laughter is what people need. Right. right Happiness. Yeah. It's like Jesus. It's yeah. like I, it's like I don't like the jokes. So I'm gonna get you. What? I mean, but they never do it with like. Right. You know, it's like, or they tried to, but it didn't work. I remember, I remember when Two Live Crew got banned. They made him the biggest rap album in the world. No one would even know who Two Live Crew was until Elizabeth Dole said, you can't listen to them. And everyone was like, this is my favorite. This is the best group ever. I still listen to Two Live Crew. Uh, <laughs> all right. So I don't, I, was, think I don't think it's come up in the rotation in quite some time. We're going to have to add it to the playlist. Dude, it's, 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 the most, it's hilarious. Uh, Alonzo Menafield, who we had on the show before, he was a guy, Don, that um, he was a college football player. He went to like nine different group homes and juvenile detention centers. Then he was adopted by a Christian family, him and his brother, and they taught him how to play football, basically. He made it to the, almost the NFL. Now he's a fighter. He's nine and one, nine knockouts all in the first round. The last guy he fought, he couldn't knock out, and the guy wrestle fucked him, and he lost. Uh, split decision, or maybe it was unanimous. He kind of ran out of gas. He said, he, he said his wife got mad at him and told him he should have he trained harder. I'm telling you, you want to have an honest yeah. opinion in your life, get a black woman to tell you how you're doing. Because they'll, they'll just tell you. <laughs> they don't give a shit. They'll tell you exactly how they feel, especially if it's your wife. Now, he's fighting OSP, who's coming off a loss to Ben Rothwell, 
um, who I don't even think should be. What's his fight? At, like 205 or heavyweight? 205, This is right? back at 205. Uh, OSP's a, a good fighter. Obviously, he's got that one, uh, that one choke that's amazing. I think Alonzo wins this fight. Uh, Don Fry, your thoughts? But what choke does uh, OSP have? The Von Fluke choke. The Von Fluke. Was <laughs> oh, it just standing and laying down? I mean, he hits, it, he hits it all the time from laying down. Yeah, from laying down. From his back, usually. Yeah. Huh. Well, you know, I, I would go with the OSP unless, uh, what's the fellow's name? Alonzo Menafield. Lonzo, obviously Lonzo's going to change his training and get some conditioning, you know, um, and he needs to get some groundwork. So uh, that's that's going to be a problem. If he goes on the ground with a guy who knows how to choke, uh, he's going to have a real, real he's going to have a loss. He'll lose. Don, what's your best suggestion for getting people? Because I, when, I, when I go to jujitsu, I, I try to do go wrestling, and then I'm fucking gassed in 10 minutes from going too hard, and I can't even move. What's your best uh, advice for trying to improve your conditioning? Exactly that. You just got to go hard um, as long as you can. And uh, once you're pooped out, go sit on the wall for five minutes. And then cut back and, you know, do it again. Yeah. Just got to wear yourself out. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, You just got to keep you got to empty your tank, you know, come back, empty your tank, empty your tank until, you know, you can't move. And then, you know, you got to call your wife to come pick you up. <laughs> <laughs> now, the guy that I can't wait for this fight is this guy, Michael Pereira. Wait a minute. Have they rescheduled the, the Minifield fight yet? Yeah, it's for this Saturday. I'm going over this Saturday. Oh, Saturday. it is. Oh, yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah. Okay, because it's not on the website. It's on, yeah, the, yeah, it's on. I'm looking uh, at the lineup here, and I'm like, I don't see that on the lineup. So is that going to be the co-main event? It's yeah. on MMAJunkie.com. Okay, um, cool, man. Listen, I'm glad. I wanted this fight to happen. I was waiting for this fight. Now, a fight that I can't wait. This guy, Michael Pereira, Don. It's Michelle. Michelle Pereira? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, this dude is like, he's that guy. Like the French that, like, version. The French version. Michelle. I guess Michelle. he does capoeira. He used to be in the circus. And he does, like, breakdancing moves and front Sweet. flips and back flips. He's the guy that fought Diego Sanchez the last time. And he was just doing, he does all these strange, and they work most of the time, but he, he's more concerned about doing like a, like a front flip to a knee to the, to the stomach, to the belly, than he is of shooting a double leg. Uh, he's so entertaining. He's 23 and 11, and a lot of times he does gas out. I remember the first time Daniel Cormier going, what the fuck's going on right now? Like while he was commenting, like I, I have no idea what's happening. Uh, Didn't he do a cartwheel kick in his last fight? He always does crazy stuff like that. That I was like, I've never, I mean, doing it in the fight. Like, I was like, and he caught him right in the face. This is what like, he, he always, pulled it off. This is what he always does. And I got to say, like, he, I can't wait to watch him fight. Because it's going to, I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, Don, how do you fight a guy like that? Shit, get a fly swatter and whack him. You You get a fly swatter and whack him. All right, that's uh. Well, uh, I I can't wait to watch this guy. You know, he's 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 fighting a guy. Wait till he wears himself out. Yeah, that seems to be the way to beat him. But see, but that's the thing. In three rounds, he doesn't wear out. Over three rounds, he can keep this. No, Mumbo no, he has. No, he has. He, he, he has wore out before. He has wore out before. Uh, but um, but yeah. So that's that's that. Uh, the fight that I can't wait uh, is September nineteenth. We're, we're, we're going to jump forward a little bit. Colby right. Covington versus Tyron Woodley. This fight. <laughs> it's going to be a war. These guys hate each other. Have a good fight. Um. I don't know who wins this fight. I don't know who wins this fight. I mean, if we go on, like, who's looked good in the past, we go Colby, right? Tyron has not looked that good in his last two fights. But people forget how good of an athlete, how good of a fighter Tyron Woodley is. He also has one-punch uh, one power to knock yeah. the fuck out. And, he, and he's going to be motivated for this one. He doesn't want to lose this guy. Like, if there's ever a fight he's going to get up for, 
it's going to be Colby Covington because he hates him. He hates, yeah. he, he hates him. It's going to be – he gets attacked all day by Colby's fans. I know Tyron. He reads the actual the, – the comments. He takes everything personal. Don, who wins this fight? Oh, shit. <laughs> The, the white Trump uh, supporter in me hopes the white so because the white uh, Greg who is this fight <laughs> I gotta be honest I think it's gonna be Colby I, I think Colby's so mad about the loss I think he's so mad about not getting the rematch he wanted I think that he's I think I, I, I think Colby is, is going to be incredibly destructive in this fight. I, 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 I think it's going to be Colby. Wean Dog? I agree with Greg and Don. I think Colby is going to win this <laughs> fight. I just think that um, Tyron might be too emotional in this fight because this is like such a symbolic fight. You know, Tyron is like he, – he sort of supports the Black Lives Matter movement. And then you look at this juxtaposition with Colby Covington, who's a super hardcore conservative, outspoken, like trollish Trump supporter. This is like the fight of the century in a way, you know. This is the fight of the – Well, decade, the Usman you know? fight was that already he was an immigrant he was you know it was all the the Usman fight was that already but sure but and, right now we have riots and protests and just crazy shit going on across the country so I think right now at this point it's even more of a it symbolic is, it fight is, it is a, a part two I think it's definitely symbolic sure. of those things that, again you know but I, I think we've seen that war once already and you know and Usman won that I just think I, yeah I mean Regardless of whether, you know, I agree with him or not, I think Colby's definitely going to win. Well, okay, so this is what Colby tweeted out last week when the NBA teams went on strike. Oh, wow, you postponed your games? Want to prove you're really about change? Quit your multi-million dollar jobs and soft privileged lives playing a kid's game. Take a massive pay cut and perform the toughest job in America. Become cops. King, and then put, like, LeBron James. Um, I don't want the Knicks becoming cops. They can't make a shot. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, dude. Um, but uh, yeah. So yeah. Is, now here's my fear for Tyron Woodley: is he is that he overtrains? He hates Kobe so much, he trains himself out to the point where he he wants so much to win that he comes in depleted. He peaks a week early. Don, have you ever that ever happened to you? Oh yeah, it's you know it's such a hard, hard uh, discipline to to come in you know to to peak at the at the proper time. Uh, you know you get a you've got to peak emotionally, physically, and mentally. You know all those you know cardiovascularly, all that one for one night. You know it's so damn hard. You you could fuck off. You know and. And do it the day before, the day after, you know, and just you know, you, you wake up, you wake up the day of the fight, and uh, how you get out of bed is what tells you how you're gonna how you're gonna go. What uh, what were some of the fights that you had that you were like you trained too early for, or you you you, you peaked too early? Uh, the the first Coleman fight, you know, I woke up sick and. I uh, just went downhill from there. But, you know, I'm not trying to take him away from him. He whooped my ass, God bless him, you know. And then I couldn't pull it off again on the second fight. He whooped my ass again, you know. But, um, shit, the, the fight, there, there's several fights I had where I peaked incorrectly. Yeah, it happens all the time. And I, I just get nervous for Tyron a little bit that – it's like, I think in some fights, I felt like he was too distracted with the rap albums and the movies and TV shows, where this one, he might be too focused. <laughs> he might, want, he might like, a, a happy medium is what he needs. Um, but well, the emotional dump, the emotional dump is going to be huge. I mean, he's going to be carrying a lot of emotion there. Yeah. But that isn't always such a bad thing. When you look at Khabib, you know, and all the emotion he had for Connor, and that's a doom for Connor. So... So, you know, yeah. it can go both ways. Yeah, no, I, I, I hear you. Just like Wean Dog can, can go both ways. Uh, <laughs> so, so, 
I like it. Well, what do we got coming up? Uh, Wean Dog. Go to the Adam Hunter YouTube channel and watch this podcast, the video version, if you, are, if you have not yet. And also, I do Wean Dog's picks on there now and also my own YouTube channel, The Joe Perez Show. So go check out those two YouTube channels. Got it. And then, uh, Greg? Uh, coming up, I'm going to be releasing a documentary interview that I did with my sister. It's called The Girl Who Died Three Times. So uh, if you want, you can follow my YouTube, uh, The Greg Wilson, at The Greg Wilson, or you can search Greg Romero Wilson. And that's going to be coming out in about a week. Cool. Uh, and then you, Don Fry, what, what do you got coming up? Anything? Uh, no. You know, I'm still waiting on President Trump to give me a phone call, you know, so I can uh, <laughs> join, join the campaign. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, you must have lost you must have lost my number. I know I'm very important to the to the campaign. Yeah, absolutely. They'll send you an autograph. I'm just waiting on ten thousand dollars. Don, I can't thank you enough for doing the show. Yeah. Uh, uh, I have a documentary coming out about my comedy career called "The Guy Who Died Seven Thousand Times." It's about me on stage. <laughs> um, so uh, I, I'll be in Phoenix at the House of Comedy uh, this Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, and then I have a special coming up shooting at the end of the month. Uh, and I'll announce when, where you can watch that. Um, my first, all right. So you have a shoot date. It's happening. Yeah. Yeah. I got my first oh, hour, man. first hour comedy special. That is so fantastic. Congrats. I'm very proud of you. Very Thanks. happy for you, man. Thanks. Long time coming. You deserve it. Thank you. And there's gonna be a lot of MMA jokes. Right. There, so. Well, listen, thank you guys so much. Have a great week. You guys are the best. Take care. Take care. Take care, guys. Tá, estou tão doido para dar moro, tá? Yeah, yeah.